Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends. Happy Monday. I hope your day is treating you well. I hope you had a good weekend. I definitely did. I had maybe my perfect Sunday. We'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, I feel really rested and ready to get into a new week. I started my coaching program today, or I launched it. It doesn't start until April, um, but I'm feeling really good about that. I feel excited, and I also feel pretty vulnerable. Uh, I think this is the longest I've ever gone without taking action on something that I thought was a good idea. that I really knew I was going to do. I started thinking about this back in like November, December, and you know, we're in March and launching it in April. I really took my time to make sure number one, that I was fully committed, that I was a hundred percent listening to something that felt bigger than myself, not just my current whim. I did a few test runs with some people, one-on-one sessions, and was just kind of like, is this still feeling right? I talked about it in therapy for weeks, and (laughs) I am so grateful that I did that because I feel like I'm really coming into it with alignment. I feel, I know that I'm doing the right thing at the right time in the right way. And it still feels really vulnerable, you know? It's just a little, like, I hope it people want to do it. <laughs> I'm going to get a little bit woo with you for a second. It's like, I have this really deep feeling that I, my desire for coaching came at like a, a time for a reason. And that the right people already kind of feel drawn to work with me in this way. And that they've just been waiting for me to open the door. And so I'm just kind of opening the door. And I feel like the people who it's for will just feel it. They'll kind of feel like, is it for me? (laughs) Um, That sounds so woo of me. And maybe it is woo of me, but I can't. I can't not feel that way, you know what I mean? But we'll see. I'm also not doing a very good job of marketing it because I am kind of of that situation, that belief where it's just kind of like, I think the right people will come. Um, So I'm not doing all the traditional marketing things that I would normally do in order to convince people to come. I think I just don't feel like it's right. Like, there's something in me that feels very resistant to marketing to people right now. Um, I think I'm more so just want to create an offering and say like, if this is the offering for you, let's do it. Let's work together. Let's impact your life in a beautiful way. If that doesn't feel like you, I don't want to convince anyone. You know what I mean? Because it starts to feel manipulative to me a little bit. But it's also, you know, not great marketing. 
<laughs> but I don't know. I'm trusting the process. It's weird. It's weird how much I'm trusting the process, but I, I like it. Um, if you if you are getting that little nudge where you're like, oh, maybe she's talking about me and you want to talk through like, is this the right fit? I promise to be honest with you about whether or not I can actually support you and what you are going through. Um, and so if that's of interest, you can apply in the comments below. Applying doesn't commit you to anything. It just tells me that you're interested and that we can explore together whether or not it's the right fit. But um, yeah, if it's not for you, it's also not for you. It's weird how okay with that I am. <laughs> um, so that's what's going on over here. Let's get into the three good things from this week. So the first one has been working in my office. I have a co-working space that I work at and it is just so good for me mentally to get out of my house, to go to a place where I have my desktop there. I can really just focus so much easier. There's a lot of natural light and I love having that space and that container for me to go to and really just have like, I go in, okay. I go in, I focus, I do the work, and then I leave it there. You know, that all feels very good. I just feel really grateful for that. Um, the second one is that I had my perfect Sunday yesterday. It was like this lovely balance of, I read a ton. I've been reading Jane Eyre, which um, I'm loving. We'll talk about more of that next week when I fin after I finish it. But I read a bunch. I took a nap, which felt thrilling to me. I loved it. I was so tired and I just listened to my body. I felt fully present with what I wanted and needed in any given moment and just let myself have it. And it felt great. Um, and my husband was home for half that time and we got to spend a lot of time together. It was just a really fun Sunday. And then my third is getting to support people with my weird variety of experiences. One of the things that I'm doing with the coaching thing that's like bad marketing is that I'm not niching down. Um, good marketing would be picking a client who you can solve the problem that they have, identifying that problem to them, making them really think about how much that problem sucks, and then convincing them that you have the solution to that problem. And there's a lot of reasons why I don't like to market like that, but one of them is that I just have done so much different so many different kinds of work at this point that I don't want to pick one person that I can support. You know what I mean? Like in the past, I've coached people who are Enneagram coaches, Enneagram therapists, and, you know, talking to them about like their work with their clients and, you know, supporting them in the process of that. But then I've also worked with people who are on the verge of burnout or are recovering from burnout or trying to prevent burnout. Um, people who are trying to be more creative, make more time for their creative projects, you know, busy parents who are trying to figure out how to have time for self-care, but also do the things that they want to do in their life, feel good in their life, people who are struggling with self-trust and confidence. I just feel really resistant to picking a niche. I, shocker, it's very seven of me, but I have done it a bunch of times in the past, and I think I just, this time, maybe it won't work, but this time I really just want to remain open to the individual people who feel right 
rather than choosing like one area, one topic of interest, you know? In reality, like we have so all of the different elements of our lives impact each other. If I'm terrible at self-care, that's going to impact the way I show up in my business. If I am, you know, have zero boundaries in my business, that's going to impact my relationships. Like it all affects one another. So the idea of separating them just feels like an illusion. But yeah, I mean, that's just where I'm at. (laughs) I am committed to not talking on things that I'm not an expert at. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be your financial advisor. I'm not going to tell you how to invest or how to save for retirement. Like, these are not my skill sets. But I will be able to help you, like, work through the puzzle of your schedule so that you have time for the things that you want to do, for self-care. I'm going to help you set boundaries. I'm going to help you to trust yourself, to build confidence, to, you know, have healthier relationships without sacrificing your own healthy relationship to yourself. That I can I can do. <laughs> and helping you with, you know, being a coach and working through the troubles of that, marketing, you know, social media, these things like, I got you, but there are certain things that, you know, aren't my skill set, and I'll definitely name those with people, but anyway, that feels really good. I feel, like, uh, excited and to be open for it. It feels really good to me. I don't know. We'll see. But that that kind of thought brings me to what I've been thinking about this week. You know, we're gearing up for a week of marriage and partnership discussion on the podcast, and it has me thinking about relying on our partners to be everything to us. Um, this is something that I am extremely guilty of. Like, I want my partner to be everything to me. I wish <laughs> that he could be like the only person I ever has to ask for anything ever because he's just my person. I want him to be able to fill every role. But the truth is, it's just kind of unrealistic. You know, my partner can't be my business bestie or even a business partner because the very concept of a business stresses him out. And that's just not his role in my life. And Hoping for it to fit isn't very nice, honestly. Like, it's kind of putting undue pressure on him and undue pressure on our relationship for me to try to make him be what I wish he was when instead of loving him as he is. And, like, I think of, like, the role of my partner is to be a witness to my existence and for me to be a witness to his, you know? It's like, I will hold you tenderly and see you fully and get to know you newly every day, every week, every month, every year until we die. You will have someone who cherishes you and reinvigorates their desire to know you and witness you. That is my commitment and that is what I like really know that marriage is that's what feels romantic to me is like this you will have a partner you will not have to do it alone and you will always have someone on your side the thing is this is kind of a hard thing because we're taught to look for our other half like our completion the person who makes us whole it's kind of a continuation of our ambition and circumstances conversation that we keep having like I come to marriage with all of the ambition of someone who was trained to look for my rescuer, who was, 
you know, told that I would find my patriarch. Like, that's how I was raised, you know, to think about it in the church. And there's like fairy tales and love stories and romantic comedies that just tell you like this this person's going to come in. You're going to know immediately that you love them. It's going to be easy from the start. And everything ends at the wedding day. Like you get married and then like happily ever after. That's all you have to, that's the end of the story. And reality is that like it's painful to be married by someone, you know, to have someone witness you is very vulnerable. It brings up a lot constantly you definitely we find the people who trigger us the most in our deepest most intimate ways and then we're like why aren't you completing me why aren't you every single thing that I've ever needed in another person instead of like why letting them play the role they're meant to play and then finding, you know, people and community and resources to support you in the areas where they can't. Not saying that we settle for someone who doesn't meet our needs. You know what I mean? Like, that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, oh, you, you're asking your husband to be a dishwasher and he's just a guy who works outside of the house. You shouldn't expect him to do any chores. That is not what we are saying here. You know, you want someone who's a partner. You want someone who's willing to work on the relationship, who's committed to recommitting all the time to being a part of the process. But at the same time, a partner shouldn't also be your business buddy and they don't have to be your best. I mean, I like for my partner to be my best friend, but like other friends are important as well. You know, having a therapist is important. Like, they don't have to fill all these roles, but we often do that to one another, you know? And the thing is, like, we can hire someone to talk to us about our business. We can hire a therapist. We can hire coaches. I don't need that to come specifically from my husband. And putting that pressure on our relationship isn't really helpful and is going to get me bad business advice because he doesn't have a business and is going to put undue pressure on him, make him feel like he's letting me down in areas in which he was never meant to hold me up, you know? And I think this is hard for me because I struggle to rely on anyone for anything. You know, I have this one human who I feel comfortable finally asking for help and support. I don't want to do that with anyone else. Like, <laughs> I've done my vulnerability for a lifetime, you know? But that's why I think like I have my therapist, I hire my coaches, I have friends who I, you know, one, I either paying you for that relationship. So it's like, I don't have to worry about asking because we've agreed upon it. Um, or, you know, we've built a friendship where I feel comfortable or I say, you know, this is something I'm trying to feel comfortable about. But all of that to say, you know, as we get into this conversation around marriage, one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is how can our partners play the role that our partners are intended to play rather than fill the hole of where a village used to be. You know, we're not really communal anymore. We're so focused on being self-reliant and dependent that we've lost the sense of belonging that we used to have as a society. Um, you know, the the neighborhood, the community, the small town feeling, like we don't, most of us don't have that. And a lot of us don't even have that with family, you know? And so 
it's easy and natural to expect our partners to kind of fill in the gaps of where other people might have gone. But I think it's a nice challenge for all of us to kind of say, what's the role that my partner's intended to feel? And maybe every relationship will define that differently. And then how can I get support in the other areas, whether that's through therapy or coaching or through asking for my friends for support or, you know, joining a community of some kind, getting, getting a sense of belonging so that you have a village. That's what I've been thinking about. Um, things going on behind the scenes over here. Last week, I reworked my schedule so that I could fit coaching in, and I'm very pumped with how I've configured it. Um, I think it's going to be so much more enjoyable even than it was. I'm really, really thrilled, honestly. So feeling great about that. The second is I started repotting plants for the year. Two of those have gone well, and one, not so much which is shocking because the one that I repotted is the one that I would have thought would have been the easy one was a pothos. This is going downhill fast. I need to revive it. Um, it's making me nervous to repot the other ones. I need to repot every plant in our house right now. And this is scaring me. I feel like I'm going to kill them all. Um, I can't figure out what I did wrong. It's, it's weird. It's, it's real weird, guys. But, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. I think we'll just, we'll just keep trying. Today it is a high of 36 and a, it's been like 26 degrees most of the day. So it will not be happening today because I don't want to take it outside in the cold. Um, I don't think that will help things, but I do need to repot it like ASAP. So we'll, we shall see. The third thing happened last week is I read Love Poems by Rumi and I was kind of neutral to it, honestly. Um, yeah, it gives me a little bit of comfort that Rumi would be called Instagram poetry today. I think that's kind of the vibe. Like it felt very like surface. It felt very focused on like infatuation and love and romance more than like true love, which for me wrestles with the complication of love. I think about the book, The Invitation or the poem, The Invitation and how, complex that one is you know it, it feels very like I love you you're beautiful you know kind of simple which is nothing wrong with that it just wasn't maybe what I was looking for but apparently his work was been altered significantly based off of like some of the content so who is to know what's real like what did they actually say and you know what's them and what's their editor I have no idea and I'm feeling vulnerable about going to info night at school tonight. Our kiddo has like band open house and Obi's not going. Um, so it's just going to be like me, the kiddo and the kiddo's mom. And it's just like a little bit of a vulnerable experience, I think, in general, because it's a new school and Obi's very good at being like, this is Sarah Jane. This is Ford's stepmom. Like, this is her role. She's very important <laughs> to our kiddo um, and plays Buffer a lot in terms of, like, giving Ford a lot of, like, fun and play and joy. Um, so I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable about doing that, but I, I think going is the right choice, even if it feels uncomfy. And then I'm feeling vulnerable about, you know, just content on Instagram right now. 
the weird thing is that everyone's like, do reels. You need to be doing reels. But reels just don't perform well for me. Um, my posts always perform way better than my reels. And yeah. And maybe it's because I'm not like niching down in my reels. And it's like an Enneagram content versus personal content. But I just it's hard to figure out. Um it's easy for me to, honestly, I know what I need to do. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> so it's not exactly hard to figure out as much as it is. Um, I'm not interested in it, if that makes sense. And that is still vulnerable, you know, even if you know why you're doing it and it feels like the right choice. Um, and then I also feel vulnerable about our plans for the summer. So Obes got into an MFA program, which is very exciting. Um, it's six weeks in the summer. So he like st- goes, he works for six weeks in the summer and then, um, that he can have, he's off until the next summer, which I think is a wonderful program, which means we'll all be moving for six weeks in the summer. Um, and that's interesting. You know, I've got to have someone like take care of the plants. I'll need to figure out like, are we packing? Are we like moving? Are we just going to treat it like we're on a six week vacation? I don't know. I, I, I have like speaking engagements during that time. I've got to figure out. So we shall see. Uh, it's very, very exciting, but also I feel a little bit vulnerable about just navigating the details. And I'm feeling proud of launching the partnership program, the coaching program, and really taking my time to make that decision. I feel like I made a conscious, thought out, evaluated decision, and I feel really proud of it. I also lightened my load this weekend in response to how my body was feeling, and it was exactly what I needed. I took it slower than I normally do, and I felt really proud of that. And on Friday, I tried rowing for the first time at the gym and loved it. And I was really excited. I was feeling nervous about it. I was texting my friend Eric, who's like really good at it. He like does it all the time. And um, he really sold me on it and gave me some direction. And I loved it. I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to be like my Friday thing, I think. Every Friday, I think I'm going to do rowing. So that felt really good. And then my core desired feelings for March are refreshed, grateful, and aligned. So this week, I will feel refreshed by intentionally seeking deep rest instead of numbing out. You know, I'm going to seek thoughtful rest. I'll feel grateful by starting my nature journal. I bought a moleskin, like a bigger one, like an 8 by 11, I think, is what it the size to do a nature journal. I'm going to draw the flowers that are blooming and like write about the, like the day that they started blooming. I just feel like that would be really fun. And then I'm going to feel aligned by making sure to accept applications for the partnership program that feel like I can truly fully support them, you know, really seeking out the people who I'm like, I know these people are the ones don't think it's going to be hard to do. I really feel like the right people are going to just be the ones. I I just weirdly feel it. So, but I'm going to stay with that and really make sure that I am committed to working with people who I can truly help, not just people who, and then, you know, I can make recommendations to people who I think I'm not a good fit for. If I feel like 
I don't have the skills that you need, but I know a lot of people and I feel like I know who does, you know? So I feel really good about that. And then my self-care challenge this week. Last week, I wrote that I will um, spend time writing down everything that I have on my plate and prioritizing it based on my impact and need. And I did this and I organized my schedule in a way that is much more efficient for me than I had. And I think we should all do it. It's so beneficial to just kind of see it all out on paper, organizing it in a way that's more suited to you, lived for it. And then this week, I am going to start my nature journal as an act of self-care. And then what's coming up in terms of content this week on the podcast, Wednesday, we will debunk the myth around relationships that says if it's right, it's easy. And then on Friday, I am talking with Jackie Brewster about the Enneagram and marriage. Wednesday on YouTube, we are organizing my closet for spring, even though it is 26 degrees right now. (laughs) Um, And then this week is an invitation for us to expand our support system, to ask for help either from a professional or from a friend. And we're going to end today with a quote from Esther Perel. Today we turn to one person to provide what an entire village once did, a sense of grounding, meaning, and continuity. At the same time, we expect our committed relationships to be romantic as well as emotionally and sexually fulfilling. Is it any wonder that so many relationships crumble under the weight of it all? Thank you all so much for joining me today, and I will see you Wednesday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.